does people plus food service plus conversation equal? The Food Service for Thought podcast. Produced by Forbes Heaver and Wallace and hosted by Carrie Clements and Justin Oliveras, the bi-monthly podcast connects the food service industry through in-depth conversations with chefs, restaurant equipment suppliers, food service establishment owners, and so many others that make up our wonderful industry. If you like food, people, and great conversation, we think you will enjoy the Food Service for Thought podcast. Hello, everyone. Once again, welcome to another episode of the Food Service for Thought podcast, the podcast connecting the food service industry. I am here today with my sister from another mister, my gosh friend, boss, colleague, stranger. I'm I am stranger. I'm stranger than yes. a lot of people. Thanks, Justin. Yes. I I also have I also have great affection for you. Thank you. Thank you. It's nice. It's good to have buddies. It is. Okay. Well, we're going to jump right in, buddy. And today on this episode of Educate and Pontificate, where we try to educate you on something food service related that that we've had a lot of questions about over the last year or so, uh, and then also have some fun uh, with, with a top five list that is closely related to the topic that we're talking about. This week, we're going to be talking about some shelving do's and don'ts. So this is going to be some stuff that that we uh, talk to a lot of customers about or a lot of customers ask or we see a lot of and say, oh man, if only this or you should have asked that or whatever. So we're trying to arm you with some good information so the next time you have to make a shelving decision, you won't leave anything on the shelf. <gasps> Here we go. Oh, wow. So number so one, I think one of the, the, it seems obvious, right? But whether it's residential or whether it's a food service or commercial application, if you're going to be buying shelving, it's really a good idea to understand what are you going to be putting on your shelf. Mm. So like elf on a shelf or uh, big yes. boxes of p- potatoes, different right. deal. And part of that um, is just realistically of understanding the weight limit uh, for each shelf. Now, typically in the industry, it's going to be about 800 pounds a shelf, uh, which is good. Uh, the shelving company that we represent for mod shelving one of the advantages with them is that at the connection points between shelving or between sets of shelving, uh, there is no weight loss uh, for the weight bearing capacity. So a lot of shelves, when they connect with hooks or clips or whatever uh, to extend the shelf, you have a dip in weight bearing capacity just because like if you think about two people holding hands, that's where their weakest point is, is going to be where you can break that that connection, right? So same thing with that. So that's important to, to think about what you're going to be putting on your shelf, what the weight limit is. Also, the type of inserts that you're going to need, uh, if you're going to be perforated or if you need a solid shelf, depending on the type of, maybe you're putting a lot of wine bottles or bottles of hot sauce or who who knows what that is, but however it's going to be packaged and whatever you're putting on the shelf, uh, that's very important to know that's going to help you make a more informed decision. Justin, something that's interesting to me about when uh, restaurants shop for shelf, not just restaurants, anybody really, it it is very interesting how optimistic they become. Like, it doesn't matter. It might say 200 pounds per shelf. But these people might sometimes put 430 pounds on a shelf. And they're so optimistic that, you know, it's going to hold. It's going to be fine. And then it, it's 
it's it's an amazing thing that shelf shopping makes people so optimistic. I love it. <laughs> <That's> true. <laughs> yes. Just like if you buy if you're if you're trying to buy something for your house, you're like, eh, I, I I can justify that, and then you get it home, and you're like, why do we have a twenty foot giraffe replica sitting in the living room? I mean, it looked it looked like we needed it when we were at the store. Well, yeah, I mean, just this idea that okay, it'll be fine. I know it says two hundred, but it'll hold four hundred because they've never broken on me before. Well, go to YouTube or go to Instagram and look how many caved in shelves and, and yeah, right. it could be crappy shelves. Sure, there's some you know shelves that some competitors that we run into they're pretty horrible, but. I, I just like how optimistic people get when they load up their shelves. Maybe that's something you might want to talk about. I will. Sure. Well, and closely related to that. So that was a do. Do know what you're going to be putting on your shelves. A do not is do not forget uh, to think about sort of the workflow of how you're going to be loading and unloading and storing this stuff. So not just what you're putting on the shelves, but how and why. Uh, I know that may seem silly, but when you think about you get a truckload of whatever in, thinking about what shelves maybe need to have uh, inserts, need to have a flat surface, what shelves need to have a perforated surface, well, how your shelves are going to be physically constructed and, and laid out, what the sort of the footprint of it is going to be, that can really help determine uh, and optimize your workflow. So any in a, in a restaurant or in any food service application, from an operator standpoint, you're trying to take as many physical steps and as, as many theoretical steps as possible to get from point A to point B. So having your shelves laid out and configured in a way that is optimized, not optimistic, optimized, uh, is going to help you help you make sure of that. And also, uh, when you think about you know wh- where the posts are in a lot of shelves, where the the end frames are, uh, where that block stuff uh, prohibits you from being able to reach ac- foods or pr- prohibits you from storing certain types of foods in certain locations. Uh, for mod again, our, our shelving company, if if you have like a right angle or a left angle uh, shelving setup, there is no corner post. So if you have big boxes of you know, number 10 cans or, or big boxes of whatever, uh, that will allow you just to store them there without having to have that post in the front, which oftentimes can create a limit to the size of, of a box or product you can put back there. And then oftentimes if it gets kind of left back in that corner where there's a post, it's harder to see. Sometimes that can, uh, that that's where some food stuff goes to die. Yeah. Uh, and then at the same time can come to life when it, when it molds after months. So so don't forget to think about your workflow when you're, when you're thinking about shelving. So something else that's important, a do is going to be for do look for shelving that is not only easy to assemble, but you also need to think about, is it easy to modify or reconfigure once you already have the shelving up? So food service operations change over time, ownership changes, uh, operator uh, leadership changes, whether it's a chef or a manager or whomever it is. Uh, the food that you're going to be serving can change. Uh, look at COVID as a perfect example. Restaurants had to pivot very quickly from what they were typically doing and what what their sort of MO was. They had to pivot to being able to a much more to, uh, aggressive to-go menu and, and delivery options. So that's going to change not only the type of foods that you serve, but the way that you go about doing that and maybe the way that you order foods. Maybe you switch from a fresh to a frozen product or vice versa. Who knows? So understanding that you want a shelf that's easy to assemble. Carrie, if you've ever tried to put shelving together, um, that is one of those things that it really can just make you question question it all. <laughs> Why am I here? Why am I on earth? Yes, I 
I haven't as much probably as you have, but um, it, it is, it is, uh, it, it's kind of like troubleshooting a computer thing. It really can just change the day. It's, uh, it's yes. like, if you want to have that kind of frustration, just go to Ikea and buy a bookshelf, you know, d- just do that. And, and then, yeah, no, I, I have, so, you know, since we started representing for mod watching you guys set up for mod, it is, it is so different. There's a, a competitor, um, that we have that I witnessed some shelving being put up and it, I, I guess I didn't realize just how involved, um, you know, good product. It's a good product, but goodness. It's, yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. The, the scene from National Lampoon's Christmas Vacation when, um, oh, when, <laughs> when he's arguing with the, uh, the, the lights, the Christmas lights that are all tied in a giant yes. knot and he's, yeah. yeah. That's basically what it's like putting shelving together, where you're just sort of kicking things and screaming, and yeah. So, uh, so having shelving that's easy to assemble, uh, like you said with Vermont, there's there's literally one piece, and you just use that over and over. But uh, there's no tools that are required, and technically, one person can put it together if you kind of know what you're doing. But two people definitely, you and I could go do that in between podcast recordings and, and knock out a walk in in about an hour. So it's pretty simple. Yeah. So pay attention to that, and then also. Once shelving is up, and you may or may not realize this as operators or people in the industry, um, a lot of shelving out there, once it's up, that's kind of what you got. And if you want to reconfigure it, if you want to move shelves uh, up or down or left or right or, or change the configuration, it usually requires a, you know, taking apart at least half, sometimes all of the yeah. shelving. And if it's one little rack on a dry storage area, that's fine. If it's you know a interconnected... 10 foot and then five foot extension and you know a t coming out and it's a, or it's a walk-in or something that's that's a whole different thing that's a an afternoon um of of modifying so pay attention to that again with Fermat. that's very simple you can move shelf by shelf without having to take apart the rest of the shelving so that's really important that can save you several hours and like you said may not force you to have to question your own existence i always question my own existence yes uh, cleanability, that's something else. So another do not is do not forget to ask or inquire about cleanability. And shelving is one of those things where you know, if you think at home, when was the last time that you cleaned your shelves out in your cabinets or cleaned the shelves in your pantry uh, or in your refrigerator for that matter? Probably not very frequently, but with commercial food service, uh, you're going to have a lot more volume of food, right? So being able to have access to clean that without rusting, uh, without risking water damage or discoloration or corrosion or anything like that, uh, that's important. So know that because all we see a lot of times where after a, a short amount of period, a couple of years, you know, two, three, four years, uh, shelving needs to be replaced because once it starts to rust or corrode, uh, you can't really clean it because of the type of shelving that it is or the access to it or whatever. So, um, Know that and know this. Uh, our Fermat shelving is uh, inserts are dishwasher safe and the frames are anodized aluminum, which is a chemical process that uh, allows us to have a lifetime warranty against rust and corrosion. So very cleanable, very easy to clean, no mold buildup. Uh, so something, pay attention to that. Well, this this seems like this is a little sales heavy. So we'll, we'll, we'll cap it yeah. at that. Um, and Carrie, I'm, I'm sliding... A piece of paper with a number across okay. the table. Okay. That is my purchase price. Your, okay, I got it. I can do that. I can do that. If you throw in some car right. mats, some floor mats. That's right. Some, 
I'll throw in an air freshener. Okay. We did our shelvings, do's and don'ts. So those are some helpful things. Uh, we talked about the weight limits. We talked about what we're putting on our shelves, kind of the workflow, easy to assemble and modify, cleanability. So shelving, Bam. boring, yawn, I'm over it. Now we're going to talk about our top five work conversations work. that need to be work shelved. conversations. Okay, first of all, That's right. to all of you who, like me, are going to feel judged by Justin's some of Justin's choices. He doesn't mean it that way. He's such a good guy. He really is. Fake Beth and fake Ayla can tell you all about it. He's a good guy. Love working with him. So this is just for fun. Don't get your feelings hurt. And I'm here for you. I'm going to stand up and speak for you. Go ahead, Justin. What do you have for number five? Well, this is Carrie's list. No. So she's trying to deflect. <laughs> Top five work conversations that need to be shelved. I could do top five work sayings too, but that's that's a different time. Work conversations that need to be shelved. The weather. I think we've evolved past the point. We've got so much information coming into us. TV shows, restaurants, movies, apps, Instagram, Wordle, all these things. We can find something better to talk about, make small talk with, than just the weather. You see that rain last night? Oh, I sure did. Justin. That's, yes. Here's why you're so wrong. Okay. I'm going to give you just three reasons. Maybe, oh, maybe three. not. Okay. Here's, here's one. Weather connects us. We all experience it every day. Now it's changing a lot. Obviously I would say you could, you could talk about weather as relates to climate change or policy, or you could talk about weather as, um, I don't know, the fact that there was just five years ago, 52 inches of rain here in, in Houston, or when there's a hurricane, or uh, floods, or any number of things. This is something that connects us. I like connecting with people. In fact, that's what the podcast is all about. Oh, you know what else? Droughts, like what we've been in. So it's freaking exciting that we've had some rain and I'm going to have that conversation, Justin. And you know what? Your generation, which is very close to mine, BT dubs, uh, <laughs> is... Uh, I feel like that was an unnecessary shot. <laughs> I I am I am passionately standing up for everybody when you said weather they're like whoa no so I want to clarify I am not talking about the the crazy life event weather events I'm not talking about hurricanes and and terrible tornadoes and terrible hurricanes and and our terrible ice storms I'm not talking about that I'm just talking about it's just a, it's a crutch that's all I'm saying and now you're making me feel bad I hope so and. I'm you, shaming yeah, you. I'm feeling I'm very bad. You. All yes. right, we'll move on. I don't want you to feel bad. So, uh, I'll give you a hug. No, it's okay. I, I'm sure I'll feel much better after this one. Number four, uh, conversations that need to be shelved. <laughs> it's wrong with you. It's like you're a when, shell of a human being. <laughs> when you ask people, you got any plans for the weekend? Okay, if you ask now, someone on about- Monday, maybe don't do that, but... You don't, so you don't want to know. Okay, customers, take No, notes. I do. I'm not saying I don't want to know about people that I have a a thorough relationship with. I am genuinely curious to know what Carrie 
has planned for the weekend. Like I'll ever tell you now. (laughs) (laughs) Dude, see that ship passing by? That's right. (laughs) Nothing with you, I can tell you that. There goes Carrie and all the nice people of the world. And I'm stuck on the side. And here comes the hurricane. I guess I should read stuff you send me before we talk about it. I think so. <laughs> okay, so so no to any plans for the weekend. All right. That's right. Okay. Yes. All right. <laughs> so I don't care if it's raining where you live and I don't care what you're doing for the weekend, right? Yeah. That's that's what this sounds like. Okay, great. I can't stop laughing. <laughs> number, number three. And this one you might agree with. Okay. Me, right? And somebody's like, hey, how you doing? And their response is like, oh, it's oh, a Tuesday. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah you yeah. know, or, or, or it's a Thursday. Yeah. It's like when like, you say, how you doing today? Well, my f- I'm on the right side of the dirt or whatever. Yeah. Yes. yes. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> on the right side of the dirt. Yeah. So, yes. That's okay. So gotcha. If, if, if you say it's a Monday, there's context there, right? Yeah. How, how you doing today? Oh, it's a Monday. Okay. Got it. Everybody knows what Mondays yeah. are like. But you can't just hit me with that with a random Thursday. I, Thursdays are just yeah. a Thursday, so you got to give yeah. me something. Yes, yeah. So you're okay right. if somebody said, man, today sucks, it's horrible, and I want to eat pizza, not cauliflower pizza. Like you're okay, – yeah. gotcha. Bring it on. Cool, cool, cool. If, if I'm going to ask you how you're doing, then I got to be ready for whatever you're throwing okay. at Okay. All right. Okay. Got it. All right. Number two topic that needs to be shelved, work conversation, <laughs> small talk, is uh, – is this happens to everybody when, when somebody's talking you're on the phone with them and you've asked them to like hey can you look at this or do whatever and they're like oh my computer's running so slow today i think it, they know it's a monday or whatever it's computer or something something like that right this is so weird to me how how many people do you talk to that give you the computer's running slow uh, I mean, all, it happens all the time, right? But it happens to me too. It's like we have an, we have phones in our hands that can literally, you know, ch- show a map of all the constellations in, in two seconds. But I can't pull up a PDF to, to take a look at, you know, some some sales flyer that I need or whatever. Take uh, taking four minutes when I'm on the phone with someone. So, <laughs> yes, that's it. okay. I cannot tell you how many times prior to recording podcasts I have gotten tripped up with. I can't find the link. It happened today uh, that Justin sent me, or I'm not sure if I have my microphone on the right setting or whatever computer wise or like, Oh, hold on. I can't move this thing out of the screen, whatever. <laughs> and so I am feeling so <laughs> So self-conscious about this right now. I'm going to invest in some super high-speed internet, like like I, like like you know how in the states our our internet, even though people may be super happy with it, it's very slow compared to many parts of Europe. I'm going to get freaking Europe internet, so I don't have to say this to Justin. I'm just going to have the uh, the two um, the two empty cans with the string in between, <laughs> yeah. just one run to Europe and one to your house. I do remember, like that was an excuse for people all the time, and I guess it was dial up or, or a lot of people being on a network and everything. Is oh my computer's yep. running really slow. Uh, okay, I'll just say this, Justin. If you hear me say my computer's running slow, I'm referring to my brain. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, that's oh, great! Gosh, all right. Well, what's the what's the what do we what's the last one? 
Um, I, I don't know. So I, I oh. want it kind of is related to the computers. You're going to yeah. hear me say that all the time because I hate emails. Yeah. Tell, tell us what yeah. it is. So everybody, I think every, I think everybody has a certain relationship with emails, right? Typically it is a love hate. And by love hate, I mean hate, a hate, hate, hate relationship yeah. Yeah. with emails. Um, number one conversation, got to get out of here with small talk with work. How many emails you have? Guess what? We all have a ton of emails, right? A ton, a ton, a ton. Yeah, I think I think that door opening was Carrie walking out and leaving the podcast, or maybe that was all of our listeners walking to, out. And I leaving. forgot to lock the door. There's a there's a hair salon next to our uh, built uh, our office, and so somebody's always opening the door, and uh, they look in, and it's just. I mean, the look on somebody's face is just panic. And you're like, you just oh, walked in. The- it's like it's a Thursday, <laughs> it's right? A, it's a Thursday. Now I'm going to start that saying that. Having a Thursday. I'm going to start saying that all the time. Yeah, yeah. too many emails. All right, emails. So, so we fizzle out with number one, sort of a week number one here with how many emails you have. This I think the be a short the, episode. <laughs> it is. The meat and potatoes of our of our top five list was the was the back half of it. So that's where, <sighs> that's where we lost all of our support and listeners. And that's where I uh, angered everybody that I know and work oh, with. Oh, so, gosh. Anyway, that is it. So we did. We talk, tried to talk seriously about some shelving. So some good do's and don'ts. Don't forget to ask. Do remember to do this. Yeah. And then we had some fun with our top five conversations. <laughs> so thank you, everyone. Uh, if you're still here, for the three people that are still listening to this by the end <laughs> without uh, getting so upset that they, that they delete their podcast right off the phone. Thank you for listening to this <sighs> week's. Uh, episode of the Food Service for Thought podcast. Carrie, I'm glad we laughed a little bit. We'll be back in two weeks with a guest interview. Um, and then next month, we will have another episode of this, which is the Educate and Pontificate. So thank you for listening to the Food Service for Thought podcast. Carrie, have a great day. Hey, this was fun. Thanks, Justin. <laughs> thank you for listening to the Food Service for Thought podcast. We hope you enjoyed it. And a big shout out to Forbes, Heaver, and Wallace and everyone on the team for producing the first ever Food Service Rep Driven podcast. Please subscribe, rate, and review. Oh, and go eat out at your local restaurant or grab some takeout or delivery, even if you are just in the mood for some apps or dessert. Every bite helps.